I've got tone. I've got good tone. Down. Locked and loaded. All right, everybody, welcome into the podcast. We're going to kick the tires and light the fires. We're Matt and Bob, call sign Bob, baby on board. Uh, we're going to be talking Top Gun Maverick, the biggest movie of the year. You're listening to the Hands check. Hey. Hands check, Hayes. We yeah, are yeah. talking <laughs> about a Top Gun movie. The same way we do hands check for me when we're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Hayes, I need oh. to see your hands at all times to make sure. Oh, there it is. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> let's, let's start there. What are you, 90? Let's start there. Tell me, tell the audience just a little bit. I don't want to spend all day here, but a little bit about how the original Top Gun almost inspired you to work for the U.S. Navy and become uh, the next Maverick. <laughs> right. Well, become the hangman. Um, I so I joined ROTC uh, in in uh, in high school uh, ROTC. I didn't do it in college where it gets more intense. But uh, basically, I, so this movie comes out in '86, uh, which is when I was born. I don't really come to it until a few years later. But I was I got really into the game Top Gun Fire at Will uh, on on the PC. Me and my buddy James, who became a uh, aerospace uh, engineer, actually went to Ohio State. Okay, um, we so would he take sees his, he sees his goals through, but we'll continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we would take it in turns. Like it's it's part simulator, part action game, and uh, just got super into it. And then and then kind of found the movie after that. So it was kind of I think he was really into aerospace, and he got me into this game. And uh, and then the movie came afterwards because it, it is like it's underwritten by the air or the navy. Uh, it's like it's a calling card. It's a recruitment piece, and. Um, mm-hmm. So those two things together, just I guess the the IP in general, really sucked me in, and um, yeah, w- with those two things combined, I was I was like, I'm gonna become a fighter pilot. This is my my thing. I'll join ROTC and and study the stuff. And I was in drill teams and got all these medals and was in the Kitty Hawk Air Society. But then uh, you know, nine eleven so kind of so many sirens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, 9-11 kind of happens what our freshman sophomore year and it just uh, you know being in the military just gets you know the Bush administration the military industrial complex becomes real it's not like a Tony Scott movie love letter anymore and you're like wait what the fuck I, I don't want yeah, to I'm gonna wait for the sequel yeah yeah 30 years later I basically it was like I, I still think it would be uh, amazing, you know. But but these people are like are like nerds. They're like studious. They're it's not like this brash, um, you know. You're you're not Tom Cruise. You just you don't get to have like fun. And I know it's like an exciting experience. Yeah. And I've Bang been skydiving in your sixties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no. So that was kind of the the inspiration. But I, again, yeah, just really took to the movie and have been really looking forward to this uh, i mean the trailer dropped right around the same time as no time to die and both i was like my god what an amazing summer this is going to be and uh we had 2020 instead so. yeah but, but you know we, we get it in 2022 and i let me let me ask you you're normally the one asking me how i felt about the movie first how did this do for you <laughs> yeah i it, it kicks ass. It's just, it's a thrill ride. It's like an amusement park that you can't wait to get back on. I, I, I just saw it again today. I just I just kind of came back from the theater. I, so round I two. It, yeah, round two. I saw it in IMAX the first time. 
just so thrilling. Uh, our, our buddy Cameron was like, "Dude, were you on cocaine uh, earlier tonight?" I was like, "No, dude, I'm just fired up. This is this is so cool. Uh, I love it. not since the Bond movie. We're like, you know, uh, I went down to L.A. I saw it at the Chinese theater, uh, big IMAX screen right up front. Good, si- yeah. It just it was so exciting. It felt like I mean, Tom Cruise. You know, he has that little thing up the, uh, in the beginning where it's like, you know what, we we made we, it. We for made you, it yeah. Yeah, we made it for you. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, real speed, screen. real G's. Yeah, real F-18s, real G's. And like, yeah, man, I, you know, Tom Cruise has kind of positioned himself as like the savior of the theater going experience. Uh, and other than the Marvel, Marvel, Marvel movie movies, superhero movies, it's like, what do we have? Uh, and I love that this is doing so well. It's like proving that. You know, it's it's score it, a plus cinema score. Uh, the people that are going to it's like eighteen to fifty five year olds, not just that eighteen to thirty mm-hmm. uh, uh, superhero demographic. Like everyone's going, everyone's jazzed. It's it's like a really good movie. Whereas the original maybe was like a good bad movie, I guess that's yeah. become iconic because it's a little over the top in eighties. But this is like legitimately good, and I was so like satisfied. I had to go see it again immediately. Like, what about you? Yeah, so, you know, I think I, I share the sentiment of you and the enthusiasm around it doing well. I still would label it, it's it's branded and it's a sequel. So the, the I'll get really excited when a completely original piece yeah. of content comes out that's not already branded and doesn't have a built-in audience, comes out and has the type of uh, foot traffic that it's having right now. But I'll still celebrate this. It's a, it's, it's a win. So, you know, for me, it, it's funny because we're, we're thinking about Memorial Day and we're thinking about remembering and, and it's very much like member berries, right? And Remember, I, remember when? Remember, remember Tap Gun? Oh, Tap Gun was awesome. Tom Cruise, yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> Maverick, you remember Maverick? Remember Goose? So it, it's very member berries, but I, I think it really struck a good balance between nostalgia and fan service and new story. And Absolutely. I think, well, I'm sure we're going to talk, and, and I really want to talk very soon about the aerial fights and just the way it was shot and cinematography. And, and I very much want to call our buddy Billy Weber back and, and hear what, what his takes on or the editing because he he was on our podcast, just on The Siren, mm-hmm. and he, he edited the original uh, with Tony Scott. But I, I think it it was thrilling. It I, I very much was fist pumping and cheering. Um, you know, I went with a couple friends and, and, and Brecken and, and, and like everyone was, was thrilled. Like, um, you know, she was like at the edge of her seat, uh, yeah. literally. You guys have to get a beer afterwards. We had to get a beer and we had to unwind, but, uh, you know, it was, it, it was just, it was like one of those things where it's like, this is the reason why you get off your couch. You know, this is the reason why you go to the movies is this experience. Like you cannot have this exact same experience at your home entertainment center. Unless you, know? you and spend it's a just... shitload of money. Yeah. And like, even then, like, I, I really think you need uh, to, to, to really uh, get the full experience here. Like you need to be in the theater. And so like all of the things that me and you talk poetically about, I, I enjoyed here. I think it's, an, you know, you know, I'm hyperbolic, like ring the hyperbolic siren, but I think this is one of the best sequels. It's going to be in like the top 10 sequels ever made. Uh, I totally agree, mostly because of the the technology has improved to a degree that this is what they would have done. I mean, and do you think original... he waited to wait for the, the 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 way to shoot it? Do you think he waited 
purposely or I think so. I mean, I think, you know, he he probably could have done this earlier. I mean, he's kind of getting up there, right? But obviously he pulls it off. Um I I think cuz they were able to fit four IMAX cameras into these cockpits. I mean, Amazing. I I I I was under the impression that IMAX was massive huge cameras to get like four GoPros essentially with IMAX capabilities into these cockpits and that is the star of the movie, I think, is this yeah. footage and the fact that these actors are experiencing real G's. It is it, it is so much more visceral. I'm you know, uh, cheers rang out. I mean, there's so so much badass footage, but when he takes off from the carrier and he boom, yeah, dives forward, and you're like, you feel you see it on his face. You're like, wow, he was he was just launched from a carrier. That was real. Some of the other footage has like. Uh, mic drop like like sound cues uh, like the the who uh, don't be fooled again it, it kind of takes away a little bit but in that one moment all you hear is the uh, just the the sound and it's incredible it's really cleverly done too with with the cockpit work because in here in 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 it it really ramps up the tension and the suspense more than the original and i loved how the story fit that where it's like okay you've got this mission instead of just air fighting and this kind of like arbitrary run in with some russians or some you know communist jets from the first one you know it's like there's like a clear mission and then the mission keeps getting like sliced in half about the amount of time that they have so it's this like running clock and they use that to their advantage where it's like okay you've got three minutes and 15 seconds no fuck that never mind go fuck yourself it's it's three minutes never mind it's two minutes 30 seconds and then they're in the mission gonna do it in 215 yeah, yeah, and then it's well because you know he's always got to take it up a notch, but you know, and then it, and then it's like they're they're in the mission, and and okay, we didn't expect these bandits, and it's like they they like keep just like relentlessly increasing the stakes, which I think just storytelling wise, that's where I talk about like the the nostalgia mixed with new story. I was like storytelling why you're like holy shit, you know, and I think we all know the outcome subconsciously, but in the moment you're living it, it's it's like very suspenseful. It, they do a really nice job of building it, but also hammering home the details of what is trying to be accomplished here. Because that stuff can get a little complicated where you're like, look, you have to hit these turns in this tunnel and you have to do this and go up there. And we only have two minutes. You got to bomb this. And then your other guy's got to, you know. Uh, the animated the, visual the... helped out a lot. Yeah, the a lot of visuals. animated the walkthrough. They go over it a, a lot. So, and then, so you really know what has to be accomplished here. And basically, it's like, uh, it's the Kessel Run in, uh, in, in Star, Star Wars, right? Where it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it really is. Kessel I actually didn't think sacks. about that. Well, another thing they do that's cool is they, they show you from the perspective of the pilots a lot. And when those Gs hit and they get the, the clouded vision, that was a really nice device that they used to kind of like, it's like, you could even just fucking pass out because it's, it just is going to push your body to the limit. Yeah. Push it Nine, to the limit. ten G to the limit. Um, I, another word on the the footage so they so there's four cameras right there's a close-up on the guy so basically the, so they're using f-18s because it's a two-seater they couldn't use so the fifth generation fighters that are like the enemy planes those are f-22 raptors which are like the modern day go-tos um and kind of the, the top of the line f-18s were kind of like bombing planes but they used them because they're supersonic jets and they have two-seaters so the actors are in the back where like the Rio would be, and the guy actually mm-hmm. doing the flying is in front. So you see a close up on the actor. You see you see a kind of a camera along the side 
Um, and then you have kind of like the, the one that they're staring at. Um, but then the fourth one is kind of over the shoulder of the guy actually flying the plane who's in the same costume as, you know, Maverick. Who, oh, okay. Who, forever. So it, it really puts you in there. And, and just the, the, the aerial footage in the first one was great. Uh, the cockpit stuff was all done on the ground. And it mm -hmm. kind of felt like uh, there's, a, there's a disconnect. But with this, you're up there all the time. And what's so amazing is that, like, there is no – the director, uh, Kazansky, his name – uh, mm -hmm. He doesn't have um, – he, he's not able to see what footage they're getting until they get back down on the ground. So there's like two hours of debriefing where it's like, okay, you guys are going to go up and get this shot, and then we'll see what we get. And what a what a wild way to shoot. Oh, God. You're just hoping when they land, like, hopefully we got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it, – it's, it's really – a wonder like the way that they are able to get the aerial shots like it's it's just it's movie making magic and i know we're being like really poetic here and there were some things i um, i'm gonna knit later here like so like i don't think it's a, a perfect movie but it just like no. that alone is is worth the trip and and i also want to talk to you about some story elements that that i really liked as well it once well once yeah i mean kind of through them. i mean yeah it's a great thrill ride it's it's you get really fired up and it's super satisfying and yeah there's a little corn there's a little cheese but it's like it's like tasty corn it's like good good cheese you know mm. it's it's like street it's, corn it's like that elote. yeah yeah some 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 elote and maybe a nice uh epoise like a nice gooey I, w w whatever but um i think that <laughs> we, they, we've they, lost they, them and we've lost they, <laughs> they um i think they did enough callbacks right but without, there's no, we got, we feel the need for speed. There's no, um, you can be my wingman anytime. There's still a lot of, they, you're dangerous. You're dangerous. I'm going to take you out of the Navy. You're grounded. They're like, the, the John Hamm oh. is very much waving his oh, finger yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's the big bad. He's the heavy. Yeah, which is the thankless role, but you need it. I, I just think that they were very measured in what they chose to recreate. You know, like the, instead of beach volleyball, we have like a dual football in the sand oh, that was, um, yeah that you yeah. had to have that yeah there's um you know there's um you know miles teller um on, on the, yes on the i wanted to get to him if your career had gone the way you had hoped he's he's living your life right now he's yeah he's honestly He's, you know, the, the whiplash. I mean, my, and I mean, women all across the nation are, you know, flicking that bean to, to Miles Teller with his shirt off. He's looking good. He, he looked great. He, he, I thought he was one of the heroes of the movie, not just the, the character, but I think just the, the, the way they did that character and the way they were able to service it. I think the emotional core between uh, Maverick and Rooster could have been pretty cheesy it could have been very eye-rolly yeah. but i think they nail it and it's it's really emotionally impactful just the, the story that they go on there's a good payoff because he doesn't have a ton to do uh at the top um but then i they they build it and they build it and you know because instead of maverick being the 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 dangerous hot shot you know goose's son is more reserved he, he's a slower um pragmatic uh flyer and then, you know, Glenn Powell, who's got a sign up that says, I'm the Iceman character, uh, which I <laughs> yeah, loved. Right? I, 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 did, I didn't mind it. I did, I, you hey, know, and then Miles Teller actually really looks uh, like the guy playing Goose. Like Anthony Edwards. He looks Anthony, like Anthony yeah. Edwards. I think they did a great yeah. job with that. And I mean, there's a lot of obvious homage, um, but I had no problem with any of it. Um, Glenn Powell, by the way, so I guess Tom Cruise paid for his, uh, to get his, um, his, a pilot's license after this movie 
So th- right. this would be ideal, right? You know, you're a young actor. Uh, you get to be in like a Top Gun sequel. How fucking cool. And then you're up there actually in these planes, but you're not, you know, you're, you don't have to sign a military contract afterwards. And then Tom Cruise pays yeah. for your flight lessons. I mean, I'm so jealous. That's the life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just, just really cool. I, I, Glenn Powell, I think, was great. I think he's having a blast as a hangman. Um, oh, yeah. That was like a super fun role. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, let's talk about... So let's talk about some of the... We let's talked about the emotional payoff a little bit. Um, I thought Jennifer Connelly was pretty great. I think she looks fantastic. I think maybe she's slightly underwritten, and maybe uh, uh, your mileage may vary on whether you thought that love interest worked or not or was necessary. Matt, uh, it absolutely did not work. It's the black eye of this movie. What the fuck was happening with that sailboat scene? What the fuck was happening with him showing up in the white suit and them making out before the mission on the beach? I was going, what are these scenes? We need to spend 15 minutes setting up this relationship that nobody cares about. Just just even giving us the foundation of the story. Then 15 minutes resolving it at the end of the movie. And nobody cares. The daughter... I could give a fuck. You could take an eraser to that whole part of the script and all of the things that we just praised about this movie that we love still exist. It was yeah, it, yeah. it was like we because we are trying to do this homage to this eight like it's very 80s, right? Everything needs this like love romance shoehorned in. And so they it's just like they they felt like they needed it and I thought it none of it worked story-wise and it was just so much just unnecessary melodrama. Yeah, it was melodrama. I I enjoyed it a lot more the second watch through because like the first time you're like, okay, let's just get to the planes, like because that's all yeah. I wanted. But like the, the second time when I just watched it today, um, yeah, the daughter, I don't really need that because especially don't if it's break not your nice. heart, Maverick. Don't yeah. do it, okay? Who who fucking cares? <laughs> who fucking cares? Let's go. Give me back to Rooster. Uh, and here's here's another yeah. thing. The, the give me back to Rooster or lose me forever. Well, there was yeah or lose me forever there's there's a part where some of the story is a little weird because the original story some of the things that we love about it is kind of that like high school clicky rivalry fighting between the 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 students and really the students a lot of them besides rooster are like nameless faceless people like you don't have Mm -hmm. the same relationships but also it's like it's one thing watching Tom Cruise, the 20-year-old guy, like, try to score chicks. It's weirder when he's a 60-something-year-old dude and, like, he still can't give up the fact that he needs to be the romantic in- interest in this movie. Like, it's just, to, like, it's it's a line in uh, The Wedding Singer when one of the characters is talking to Robbie Hart and he says, the Fonz, like, all these shows, they get canceled. You want to know, know why? You want to know why? is because no one wants to see a 60-year-old dude picking up chicks at the bar. And yeah. it's like the same it's like I'm t- like I don't need to see Tom Cruise trying to like score even though they're both super hot and super tan. If you needed to do a romantic relationship, like do it with the younger kids or like don't do it at all. And so I think the the recruits uh were that that part of the movie was lacking as well. You so you you would have rather spend more time with the recruits in their sort of team building yes and, and, and no no romance at all um well they, they kind of do tiptoe around the romance right so in the original movie uh goose mentions 
uh, this isn't going to be another admiral's daughter thing, right? And then so this is this is the admiral's daughter that he fooled around with, and he obviously he keeps coming back to, and they have like an ongoing relationship over the years. Um, I uh, I could have done without the the daughter aspect, but I actually did. I kind of like so in the first movie, what Kelly McGinnis, that love interest. I mean, they almost have no chemistry. Yeah. I think I think with um, with Jennifer Connelly it works a bit more. Also, I kind of like this the, the sailing style. I mean, it's a it's a movie about the Navy, and there's almost no sailing. Uh, it, it will. Oh, like so we have this weird first... dingy scene where he's like raising the sail. God, just get, you you're telling me you enjoyed that? Get the fuck out of here! That was just I like I like I like three her... minutes of nonsense. I I enjoyed uh, Jennifer Connelly's uh, you know uh, blue uh, wool sweater and those uh, linen white pants okay yeah nice outfit okay yeah (laughs) yeah let's give uh, some props to the costumers here so i just there was there was a a moment where and i and i think you you've got you've got two roads you can go down right where it's like this passing of the torch movie and you know maverick is just kind of there loosely but we're going to spend a lot of time with new recruits or we go like down the maverick heavy road which i think going down the maverick heavy road was the right call like i think that that was storytelling wise that was good I just think it's it's weird. So the first one, right, where you've got Merlin and he's like mowing down the recruits, but you're kind of rooting for Tom Cruise to like beat his instructor and be this like wild card badass. Now it's Tom Cruise mowing down the recruits, but you're still rooting for the instructor, which is weird, right? And then it's like, who's going to be team uh, lead? He's a Michael Ironside character. Yeah, but like it's weird rooting for the old man. Right, is because like, that's yeah, what yeah. they want you to do. But you're like, now I feel awkward because it feels more natural to root for the kids and the underdogs. But now I'm rooting for Tom Cruise. Yeah, but, but then it's also yeah, like, but the old man is not some stuffy instructor. He's fucking he's Maverick, who's who's way more fun. <laughs> he's those maneuvers he they do are insane. He's like splitting the D there when he like comes up out of nowhere. He's he uh when when he catches him in the sunlight and he gets around him i i thought that opening uh training with like the push-ups uh intercut was so fun i mean like you're just you're totally on maverick's side right there i get it but it's it's weird from the seat of the audience because it it makes more sense the first way where it's you're you're rooting for the young like wild card it's i just i'm i'm having trouble get past it and then it's like the whole conversation of Who's going to be team leader? Who's going to be team leader? And you're like, oh, it's going to be Rooster, obviously. And it's like, nope, it's Maverick. Maverick's the fucking team leader. It's like, he just, it's like Tom Cruise's ego will not let the center of no. this movie not revolve around him. I, I loved it, though. I, lo- I, I love when that, that sequence, we're like, well, well, I guess we have to scrap the mission. Or, or actually, no, because when uh, John Hamm takes over, he's like, all right, well, the mission's going to be four minutes. Just, just fucking get there. And they're like, well, how do we get out? You know, like, uh, there's too much time for the intercept. And Maverick just steals a plane and bangs it out in two fifteen with with some change to spare. That, I thought that was so cool. I I don't know. I, it I was cool, that. but then they then they then they hand him team lead and he's got to go up there and do the mission too. I'm like, of course. He, there's no way he's watching this from the sidelines. It was. It, it's yeah. just funny. It's ego. It's it's just funny that like there's no other character that could possibly do this besides Maverick. It's it's just. Yeah, funny. he's the fastest man alive. Uh. The moment where the movie shifts for me, and if we're picking nits, it, it, it became a Mission Impossible movie or like a Bond movie Act for three. a second when they crash. Yeah, Act when three. when they cra- yeah. when they're on when they're on the ground behind. I, I was like, is this is this behind enemy lines? Is Owen Wilson around here? Like, uh, <laughs> evade and survive. We gotta steal we this. Find Kick you. the tires. Yeah. Oh god. 
when they steal the F-14 hunk of junk and, uh, it, you know, once they get back up in the air, I, I think it, it, get ba- it gets back to being more fun. I, I just, I, I don't, I guess I don't mind the, uh, the device of them kind of, uh, him, them saving each other's lives or whatever. Yeah, they but, needed, uh, that, they needed that moment where they're both in the F-14 with the pulleys overhead and, and it's, and now it's Goose and, and, you know, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Goose and all that. And, and by the way, during that moment, I totally, and I'm an asshole and, and ring the asshole siren, but I, Brecken leans over and she's like, oh my God, are they going to die? And I was like, Hangman's going to be there in one and a half minutes. Because, because they're building that in so much where they're like, oh, yeah. Hangman, he'll leave you hanging out to dry. And then they keep cutting back to him like, can I engage? Can I engage? And, and, yeah, and they're yeah. like, no, stay grounded. And I'm just like, there's no, this is like, he's coming in. There's no fucking way he's not Well, again, in, like, but. you know, that's that's what happened in the original where, where Maverick was uh, was on deck and then he, he gets into the fight and he's saves the day and then so that that so that's uh hangman's role i i, I kind of like that they everyone there were all the same roles existed it just kind of moved around a little bit um but i will say act three even though that once they get up in the i agree with you like it's weird and you see him like running around away from those helicopters with the machine guns and shit and you're like what the fuck kind of movie is this now but then once they're back in the air and it's in its element the F fourteen yeah. stuff was really fun. Like I was, I'm glad, I was I'm, so in. And then no, I'm just gonna say I'm glad they got right back into the into the planes. It's like one or two more minutes longer, yeah. and you're like, Ugh. and it's even cool storytelling because he, when they're doing the training, the push up montage that you were talking about, he says no, no missiles, just guns. And then in a lot of those air fights, they run out of missiles, and they just have to go to guns, and then they just have to go to maneuvering. So it's like all of the training actually comes into play during the dogfight. Yeah. I loved the footage of the flares being released. So cool. I thought that every time that happened, it looked amazing. Yeah. Like, just, again, the footage is so fucking badass. Um, how did you feel about the setup of the uh, Talk to Me Goose, Talk to Me loved Goose, it. Talk to Me Dad? Talk to Me Dad. I thought that was... I honestly, like, I was I was a little teary-eyed. I was also uh, not of sober mind. Uh, but we, we saw <laughs> we, we saw it opening night at 10.50 after a day of drinking. So, you know, yeah, I, I was coming in. I was coming in fired up. But uh, the talk to me, Dad. I thought the 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 pictures at the end, and and they do a really good job. And that that's something that's very Top Gun is the familial element of it, where you you even see. And, and I, I watched the movie on Netflix. I watched the original on Netflix, like the rest of the planet uh, before, and you see Cougar, and you see the the picture of his wife before he turns in his wings at the top of that movie, and he's looking at his family, and and you know like very much like pictures and and family are a through line. And at the end, when, when you see the, the collage of pictures and, and Rooster like taps the picture of him and Maverick, uh, really, really yeah, emotionally impactful. So I love the thank you, Dad. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Dad. I'm actually really glad that they, they kind of built it up to that because initially it's like, oh, talk to me, Goose. Uh, and then he says it again. I'm like, okay, they're, they're kind of overstating this. I think uh, it, it's like if they had done all the quotes. I'm like, okay, let's, it's a little heavy-handed. But then... To kind of build it up to Goose's son, Rooster. He's in. He's he's playing Rio in the F fourteen. It's all that just in the perfect moment. He, yeah, that was great. Yeah, what what? A- it's really a great movie. I know we were picking nits there for a second, but I think it's great. And and even the unfortunate part that the character named Bob is the one that has his T shirt on during the football game, <laughs> which is the way it would go in real life for me too. It's like, of course, Bob's yeah, wearing his he was t-shirt. Wearing like a fisherman's hat. 
it's like the, of course the chick has a sports bra on like that that makes sense obviously but like everyone else is ripped uh shirtless oiled up and then there's the guy in the oversized new balance uh fucking workout yeah. it's like and his name's bob uh let the record show bob uh uh, had a problem with the uh, woman not being topless as well. <laughs> hey, if it's shirts, equal if opportunist. If it's shirts, off. <laughs> shirts and skin. <laughs> what a fun game! Can you imagine playing uh, two footballs? You're playing offense and defense at the same time. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how that would work, but it looked pretty. Fun. Yeah, I mean, everyone's having a good time, splashing around. They're dogpiling on each other. You know, it's, I think it's just again, it had it stuck to its roots in a lot of great ways. A couple bad ways. Uh, with the romance and everything with the with Maverick, but I think overall just uh, just a delight. I really really yeah. Enjoyed. Bob especially enjoyed the old oiled up guys. Loved it. I, I I think like what what makes it such a great sequel is that it, it kind of improves on everything that was cool about the first one. Like the like the the flight sequences are improved. Uh, I guess maybe the storytelling there's a bit more heart in it. I mean Val Kilmer we didn't get to his uh, yeah. nice little cameo. No, let's there, let's which, take a minute. I think I think we got a minute here. What did you think of Stephen Hawking Val Kilmer? Because I think it actually, <laughs> again, going back to Mavericks, yeah. going back to Mavericks ego or Tom Cruise's ego, it's like, yeah, okay, the Maverick uh, Iceman rivalry. Well, this guy can't even talk now. Uh, he's got a point at a computer screen. I'm incredibly jacked still, still hooking up with chicks. Oh, by the way, he's dead. <laughs> like, it's just. <laughs> I win. I win, damn it. No, well, he he was like a three star admiral. He was his uh, guardian angel. He had he had shot up the ranks. He was like incredibly uh, revered. Uh, had a profound career. Technically, you can make the case that he won. But yeah, again, it's like just Tom Cruise always comes yeah. out on top, even in his fictional <laughs> characters. We're like, you know, I finished second, but uh, at least I I can use my larynx. Oh, um, God, it's just it's just unfortunate because it's. It really, it was it was awkward. Like, I know what they're trying to do, and I know that they need to service the fans by having Iceman in it. It just felt very uncomfortable, and it felt very long. It felt like that scene went on for, like, 20 minutes. I think that was, uh, like, the emotional core of the movie in some ways. It's kind of like, you know, Maverick's love story is with this guy, Iceman. He's former rivalry. And I, uh, I guess Val Kilmer was kind of adamant about trying to get in, and then Tom was a big proponent of the, yeah, we got to get him, and... You know, he, he has cancer of the throat. He can't speak. You know, I, I kind of like that they worked that in. I think it was Tom Cruise's best scene. He's getting choked up there talking about how he can't let go. He doesn't know how to reach this. How do I reach do I these reach keys? These keys? <laughs> um, I thought it was a really nice scene. I think I thought it brought brought out the best in Tom Cruise's performance, like I just said. Um, and I, I think I kind of I like that they were able to work in Val Kilmer's illness and and kind of have that character play a major role. You know, he's texting, he's got him as ice in mm-hmm. his phone, and I, I kind of like that it wasn't just like a, a, a passing by. He actually was kind of like a guiding figure in Mav's career, and, that, and they were able to maintain this 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 friendship a, after that last movie. I, I think it was pretty important to have that in there, because also, you know, you kind of get lulled into this uh, into this nice moment, and then boom, we're like right back up in the aircraft, and it's like really exciting, yeah. and like, holy shit. I think that's when he takes the plane, that moment. So where do we go from here? The movie is doing very well. So this shocked me. So this is this is the biggest opening of Tom Cruise's career. He's never had a $100 million opening weekend, wow. never, which I was shocked by. Uh, this movie, uh, it broke every Memorial Day record. Uh, it's it, it, it surpassed expectations even in the moment where it's made $170 million. 
uh, over the four day or three day weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, do you have a guess on what uh, Cruz's uh, second uh, most successful? The movie? Mummy. No. Uh, let me think. Fuck. Uh, um, let's just go with the most recent Mission Impossible. Uh, the most recent was Fallout. That made Fallout. That, that was the th- that was his third best opening. His 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 previous record was sixty two million for War of the Worlds. Uh, Weird. And, and this has already doubled that, uh, which I just I is astounding. So I I just thought he was like a, in a year that no one it goes to movies. Yeah. Uh, I I was astounded by that. It's mo- mostly because of his his history. I know he's you know he's never played like a superhero. He he's always just kind of himself doing cool action movies. I I think his his appeal is that they these movies play and play and play. They don't necessarily have a huge opening, but yeah. this this is kind of a unique territory here. And I I'm at, I really love that it's beating um, you know a Doctor Strange. It hasn't Doctor currently Strange. surpassed uh, the totals yet, but I think it will. Which is just so cool. I, I know it's like it's ori- it's not original IP. It's a sequel. That's like, fine though. I think set. you're right. I think I, you're right. I think it's it's really it's 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 steps in the right direction. It's it's a movie that people are like. Uh, I I just went to see this movie with my friend Nicole. This is she couldn't remember the last time she went to the theater. Um, she has no idea what movie she saw last in the theater. It's been two or three years at least. And I, I to watch to wait to wait for this movie on streaming would be to like. Watch a YouTube clip of somebody riding a top thrill dragster at Cedar Point. I mean, it's just it's yeah. just not going to get the same. That's a really good analogy. Not going to get the same. <laughs> Man, I remember Cedar Point, top thrill dragster, a very popular ride. Um, I remember being the first time riding it. You're in line for you know hours, and like mm-hmm. every single person getting off is just like rubbing their face, like high fiving. It's like holy no, shit, holy shit. Like fuck, come on, let's go. It's just, it, man, it's what a what a thrill. Um, but in terms of Oscars, do you see, I mean, so our, our boy Billy Weber uh, was nominated for editing. Yeah. I think this could this could be my future Dune uh, pick, Bob. Ooh. Uh, I'm liking it for sound. I might have to spell you on some of those. I might have to lock in sound right now. Sound, Oscar, wow. Top Gun Maverick. Um, okay, lock it in. <laughs> but then, I mean. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, I uh, I I could see it. I mean, the editing is so clean, and like, I think that could definitely be nominated. I why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to talk to Billy, and I've I've gotten editing wrong like every year. So, but yeah, I think uh, where do we go from here? I think we celebrate it. I think we go out, and you know, if if you've seen it, maybe go see it again. And I'm sure Matt Matt's uh, an advocate for for the the experience being uh, great the second time. And yep. I think we hope for more. I think we get excited for Mission Impossible. He, he continues to to be the action guy, even though he's yeah. a six year old dude still banging chicks. Dead Reckoning looks really cool as well. The the stunt in that one, which is in the trailer, is him riding a motorcycle off of a cliff and then base jumping with a parachute. <laughs> Uh, just and that which he does for real, just wild, absolute wild stuff. And he just he's having the time of his life. I just I love that he 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 kind of and, and Top Gun was what uh, was the impetus, I guess, because he wasn't really yeah. he didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. Uh, he wasn't sure if he wanted to make the movie. Jerry Bruckheimer gets like him set up with like some Navy pilots to send him up there. He's like, okay, hell yeah, let's do this. And then after that movie, he gets you know he he buys a he, he get takes pilot lessons and all this, and now he's a helicopter pilot. He's obviously very capable uh, motorcycle rider doing all the stunts and 
I yeah. think it's just like a cool. I mean, that made him a megastar, and it kind of uh, got him into this this stuntman thing that he's also doing. So yeah, bringing it back to his roots. And I guess that the last the last thing I'll say about Top Gun Maverick is the intro with the the same title card, and then you get the the gong of the the song, and then and then him coming back to Top Gun and riding the riding the motorcycle again. And yeah, again that that nostalgia piece, but uh, very very effective. Or even just the the modern jets now taking off from the aircraft carriers instead of those old. Yeah, who are those just guys like, just like yeah. pumping the air and just like, kick, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just the guys, get in, get in there. I want to be like, yeah, just one of those guys just sending the planes off and just get, getting jacked up and yeah. not really even, even up there at all. But yeah. I think um, that man has a full erection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was me during the One Direction scene on the, on the beach. I, I never thought I would like a One Direction song, but I think that was pretty effective. And then we got a Lady Gaga power ballad, Hold My Hand. Um, I don't know, just all good stuff. So yeah, there we go. Great. Go, go see Top Gun. All right. all right, well, let's get out of there. Go see this movie. It's a lot of fun. All right, y'all. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Leave us a comment if you uh, liked what you heard. Don't forget to wash your hands. Stay safe. We'll see, see you, you down, down the, the road. road. And in the sky. I grew up idolizing guys like Fonzie and Vinny Barbarino because they got a lot of chicks. You know what happened to Fonzie and Vinny Barbarino? Their shows got canceled because no one wants to see a 50-year-old guy hitting on chicks.